Hey friends, yeah boy, Joey G here. Welcome back to another episode of Alone Together Talking. I missed you all last week. Hope these extra seven days have been the most miraculous and beneficial seven days of your existence. If not, no worries. Those days are coming. Let's do a quick check-in, and then we'll get right to our story. What's up? How's life? Are you excited for the winter cold to finally be over? If you like the cold, don't worry. It'll be back next year. I must say, as much as I enjoy and look forward to sharing these stories, it was nice to have a week for myself. I promise you, I took full advantage of it, filling my time with rehearsal, work, and prep for more fun things to come. Regardless, I feel rejuvenated, and I hope you do too. Remember, it's never a bad thing to take those extra moments in life for yourself, no matter how long those moments end up lasting. There's nothing lazy or selfish about it. It's necessary. You work so hard. You take care of so many things in your life. Don't forget to take care of you. No meditation today, but I do have a fun little suggestion for you. I can't tell you how much glee it gives me when I reach out to an old friend or family member and send them a text or give them a phone call, letting them know I'm thinking about them. I could honestly say that when someone does the same courtesy to me, I become reminded of how special the truly wonderful people in my life are. Don't feel pressure to do it. Only if you want. But you never know when someone really needs to hear from a friend. Anyways, today's story. Sam goes to a party. Enjoy. Sam is 23. She lives in Miami, Florida, a graduate of FSU with a degree in creative writing. Although still young, Sam is a far different lady from her college days only a few years prior. While she used to constantly hang with friends, go to parties, and engage in social shenanigans, her life transitioned into that of a hermit since taking a high-paying job as a freelance writer. The perks of being a freelancer are high. She can work from home, which she happily takes advantage of, and spends times with her cats, who are as lazy as they are cute. She'll grab weekly coffee with her best friends on occasion, but for the most part, Sam now keeps to herself. One day, her best friend Jack invites her to a party later that evening. It would be so great to see you, says Jack. It's been far too long. I agree, responds Sam. It'd be lovely to see you, and nice to get out of the house for a bit. The conversation ends with Sam giddy at attending her first party in well over a year. As she prepares to get ready, Sam has a thought. Will I know anyone at this party? 
Jack was a childhood friend who also lives in the Miami area, but he and Sam both went to different schools, and besides their monthly phone call, don't really hang out in similar circles. And if I don't know anyone, Sam thinks, will anyone like me? Her momentary thought quickly reveals a hint of panic. I'm going to be in a place with no one I know. Is it even worth going? Sam convinces herself that seeing Jack is worth the trip alone. But the uneasy feeling that crept up in her gut is far from escaping her body. Hours later, Sam walks up to the apartment to buzz herself in. There's already a group outside smoking and conversing. Music from Jack's apartment can be heard from down the block, so she knows she's at the right place. The ugly feeling in her gut has remained, growing with each step closer to the door, and seems as if it's traveled near her chest and her heart. She presses the button and lets out a painful, heavy sigh. Here we go, she thinks. After getting buzzed in, she climbs to the second floor, per Jack's instruction, and enters his apartment. A slew of strange eyes greet her as she comes in. She somehow convinces her mind to put a smile on her face, even though a path to her worst fear has already laid itself out. Who are these people? Are they judging me? Sam is quickly greeted by Jack, who gives her a hug so big and tight that Sam's newest problem might be ever breathing again. They quickly catch up, though Sam isn't really listening. Despite the music playing and the camaraderie of the large mass of people, Sam still feels like the entirety of the party is watching her have this conversation with her friend. She feels her eyes water up, but it's not noticed. May I run to the bathroom real quick? Sam asks. Of course, Jack shouts. She finds it, runs in, locks the door, and looks at herself in the mirror. The tears flow. Why is this happening? What is this? Has my lack of socialization turned me into a weirdo? Will I have this sharp, stinging feeling in my chest forever? Sam splashes some water on her face. As she goes to turn the knob, she hears laughing on the outside. Sam is smart enough to know that she's not being laughed at. But the sound does nothing for this newfound anxiety. Maybe I shouldn't leave here yet. Maybe I should take this time to compose myself. Her anxiousness, at an all-time high, now has her confused. If she stays in there too long, it'll seem weird. But if she goes out, what will happen? In the moment, Sam makes a decision. I'm going to go find Jack, she thinks. Tell him I'm not feeling well, and leave. Soon I'll be with my cats in the safety of my home, away from this pain. Another moment of panic. 
What if I don't find him? What if I have to swim among that sea of strangers, none of who will help me? A second burst of tears. Feeling like she's overstayed her bathroom time, she wipes them away and prepares to dive deep into her fear. Sam opens the door, and Jack is right there. He surprises her with another hug. I've really missed you, he says. I'm so happy you came. This time, the hug is soothing. He looks her in the eyes. Let me introduce you. Jack takes Sam from circle to circle, introducing her as his oldest friend. Sam smiles, genuinely this time, and makes friendly chit-chat with each group. Everyone seems to compliment her, especially on her dress. Somehow she ends up showing groups pictures of her cats and does bits on how they are as lazy as sloths. She gets so blinded by her newfound confidence that she doesn't even realize that the anxiety bubble in her body has either burst or vanished. Either or, a warm sensation of comfort overtakes her. She has a long conversation with another girl named Melanie, who also works as a freelance writer. They talk for so long, Sam doesn't even realize that Jack had left her side to play host. Her and Melanie end up exchanging numbers. It looks like Sam has a new friend for coffee dates. Hours later, the party begins to wrap up. After finally having a full catch-up conversation with Jack, Sam tells him she's off to her home. Thank you for this, says Sam. I really needed it. Thank you, says Jack. He continues. I'm not going to lie. I was feeling really anxious until you got here. Your presence made me feel better. Sam is taken aback. She gives her friend another huge embrace, but chooses not to reveal the similar battle that she faced earlier. Anytime. I'm always here for you, she says. And I for you, he responds. In a flash, Sam is back at her home happily greeted by her lazy cats. She gets into her PJs, lays in bed, begins watching Instagram stories of the party she was just at and surprised to find herself in a few of them. She plugs in her phone and closes her eyes. Now with time to herself, Sam replays her evening's journey. So much self-doubt and fear. Where did it come from? And how did it go away? She thinks about her time in the bathroom when the pain was at its worst, but remembers how conscientious Jack acted and feels butterflies in her stomach from her new friendship with Melanie. She then recalls her final encounter with Jack. He, too, was dealing with what I was dealing with. He, too, faced his fear. Interesting, she thinks. 
Sam finally drifts off to sleep, having lived what feels like a full lifetime in a single evening. And the realization that Jack was going through it too. And for that, the lesson, the experience, and the reminder of friendship, both new and old, she is grateful. Sam's story should not be viewed as a simple solution to social anxiousness. Unfortunately, it is not that easy to combat. Sometimes a large mass of people, especially ones you don't know, can feel suffocating, even to those who consider themselves extroverted extroverts. It's important to be aware of how those situations are for you, especially if they cause you any pain or discomfort. I think that sometimes we get so trapped in our own heads that we forget that the people around us are also dealing with similar issues, just like with Sam and Jack. Our own head monster can push away that sense of realization and acceptance. And it's stunning when we discover that we're not alone. It's just one of those things about this battle that's so hard to predict. Sometimes it comes when you're alone. Sometimes it comes when you're surrounded. But no matter what, whether it comes in a wave or slowly builds into a crescendo, the only way out is through. It takes a lot of bravery. But remember, to be brave, we must first be afraid. Thanks for listening this week, friends. Hope today is as good for you as you need it to be. And I'm excited to talk next week. Until then, take care. And remember, I care about you. And I hope you care about you too. Magnify, magnify, lift it on high Spit a Spotify to qualify a spot on his side I cannot modify, ratify My mama made me apple pies, lullabies and alibis The book don't end with Malachi